0: Hello, I'm Hilary Walker, Derek's wife at Oxford Bible Church. I wanted to share with you one of my favourite stories in the Bible about Mary um, who poured the ointment on Jesus' head and feet. Um, I think it's one of the most beautiful demonstrations of pure love when Mary, who as you know Lazarus and Mary's sister, anointed Jesus before he went to the cross. Um, But we look at Luke chapter 10, verse 38 and 39. This is where Mary is introduced to us. Um, A certain woman named Martha received Jesus into her house, and she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and listened intently to Jesus' words. Now you would think people would be thrilled about that, but Martha was not. Um, I'm rather like Martha because Martha was very busy in the kitchen and she wanted everything to be perfect for this wonderful guest that she had staying with her, Um, whilst Mary was just sitting at his feet, drinking in every word, and as you know, (laughs) Martha came to Jesus and said, come on, you know, get my sister to get up and help me in the kitchen. And Jesus um, very kindly said, Martha, Martha, you, you are worried about so many things, but only one thing is important. And Mary has chosen it and it will not be taken away from her. And we see later on, when um, uh, towards the, the end, when Jesus is preparing to go to the cross, we see Mary's absolute devotion for the Lord. Um, but... Like Mary, I, I had to learn to listen and listen to the Lord because he, he does speak to us. He warns us about things. Um, he's interested in every tiny detail of our lives. Nothing is too small for our Lord um, to care about in our lives. Anyway, our relationship, we have a relation, We Forgive me, I'm not pretty very right, but we are Christians and people think we are a religion. But it's not a religion that we have, it's a relationship with the living God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And the longer that you spend in in the presence of the Lord as you go on in your journey through life, the more you realize this is a relationship which will go on forever and ever and ever. Because when we leave this body, we will go straight to be with the Lord. Paul tells us to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So we have so much to look forward to. And those of us who are over 40, uh, uh, culture tells us that we need to wind down and begin to die, actually. But no, we should be thinking, no, the latter years can be better than the former years and allow God to strengthen us and renew our our youth. But also we renew it by knowing the Word of God and keeping the Word of God for ourselves. And our relationship with our wonderful Saviour, it should always have precedence over absolutely everything. Don't let... The, important, the, the urgent things rob you of the important things, which is your relationship with the Lord. Nothing should be able to take the place of that. Um, and I find the account of Mary's pure love for the Lord so inspiring. And I think I want to be like Mary. And I pray with all my heart that when I come to the end of this little talk, that you too will be like me, longing and wanting to be like Mary because God sees our hearts. And uh, like some of us, we realize that our pure devotion and love for the Lord was not actually particularly appreciated by those around her. Um, For instance, they scolded her um, when she anointed him at Bethany. And when she was sitting at Jesus's feet, she knew the full force of her sister's uh, great disapproval. Anyway... Uh, We've been introduced to to Mary in Luke 10. And now we see Mary again um, coming up to the Passover celebrations. And I wanted to use, actually, the the accounts of Matthew, Mark and John, because each one has just something extra to add to the scene that we see. Um, And here we are in um, Matthew chapter 26, verse 6 to 13. Now, when Jesus was in Bethany at the home of Simon the leper, a woman came to him having an alabaster flask of very costly fragrant oil, and she poured it on his head as he reclined at table. But the disciples were indignant when they saw this. They said, what's the point of this waste? For this perfume might have been sold for a high price and the money given to the poor. But Jesus, aware of this, said to them, Why do you bother the woman? For she has done a good deed to me. For the poor you have with you always, but you do not always have me. For when she poured this perfume upon my body, she did it to prepare me for burial. Truly I say to you, wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will be spoken of her in memory of her. Um, And you can see that it had absolutely no effect on one of them, called Judas, Judas Iscariot. Immediately he went out to the chief priests and he said, what are you willing to give me to deliver him up to you? And they weighed out to him 30 pieces of silver. From then on, he began looking for an opportunity to betray Jesus whilst pretending to be a friend. I want us to go and look at the um, anointing at Bethany through the eyes of Mark, chapter 14. Now the feast of the Passover and unleavened bread was two days off, and the chief priests and scribes were seeking how to seize Jesus by stealth and kill him. Can you imagine? Jesus wasn't stupid, he knew what they were doing. And they were saying, not during the festival, lest there be a riot of the people. But God had different plans. Um, And being in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, Jesus reclined at the table. A woman came having an alabaster vial of very costly perfume of pure nard. Then she broke the vial and poured it over his head but some were indignantly remarking to one another. They were gossiping. Oh, for what purpose has this perfume been wasted? Actually, we find out it was Judas Iscariot who started all this off. For this perfume might have been sold for over 300 denarii. A denarius was equivalent to one day's wage. Therefore, this was equivalent to one year's wage. And he said, the money should have been given to the poor. And they were scolding her. So not only were they gossiping to each other, but they, they were verbalizing her, their great disapproval of her, to her face. But Jesus obviously heard all this or knew about it. He said, she has done a good deed to me. I like the amplified version. It says, leave her alone. Why are you bothering her and causing trouble? She has done a good and beautiful thing to me. The poor you always have with you. And whenever you wish, you can do them good. So, I mean, they'd have plenty of opportunity to give to the poor, but this night they decided that the poor were the top of their itinerary. Um, he he explains to them, She has anointed my body beforehand for the burial. And again, we hear this. Truly, I say to you, this is very important for us to realize, Jesus really wanted us to hear all about Mary. Truly, I say to you, wherever the gospel is preached, the whole in the whole world that also which this woman has done shall be stoke, spoken of in memory of her and as we see immediately jesus, judas went out to betray jesus and here we come to john's gospel which adds a little bit more it gives us a glimpse into judas's motive and it says um uh, jesus came to bethany where lazarus was who had been dead whom he had raised from the dead there they made him supper Martha served, but Lazarus was one of those reclining at table with Jesus. Then Mary, it's wonderful because John tells us who this mysterious lady is, it's Mary. She took a pound of very costly, genuine spikenard ointment and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with a fragrance of the oil. You know, when we pour out our love to the Lord in our private place, just him alone with you, then when we come out, the fragrance of Jesus is upon us and his love is pouring out from us to the hungry, thirsty world. But one of his disciples, here we see it, Judas Iscariot, who was intending to betray him, said, why was this fragrant ointment not sold for three hundred denarii and given to the poor? And here we have the, um, the, the beh- behind the scenes, see, because uh, John adds, um, he said this not because he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and he had the money box and he used to take what was put in it. But Jesus said, leave her alone. She has done this for the day of my burial. And when we put the three Gospel accounts together of Jesus' anointing at Bethany, we see in John's account um, that Mary took a pound of ointment, a spike not very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. As we said, the house was filled with the perfume of the ointment. But the accounts by Matthew and Mark tell us that Mary poured this very costly ointment on Jesus' head. as we've read, John's account says she poured it on his feet. So apparently she did both of things. She anointed his head and his feet, which was possible because Jesus was reclining at table. They didn't sit up, bolt upright at a, nice, at a table. They reclined on one elbow um, and they ate with with one hand leaning on one side. So she could well have anointed his head and his feet. I just wanted to go into a little bit of detail about the spikenard ointment, which personally I've never come across and I've only read it in the Bible. The spikenard was a fragrant plant, um, the roots of which was used to make this um, very fragrant perfume and ointment. Um, And it grows in the Himalaya mountains and um, at an elevation of 11,000 to 17,000 feet. And the reason that it was so expensive, it had to be transported from the Himalayan mountains um, over 6,000 miles to Palestine, And depending on its quality, and I like to believe that Mary's was the absolute pure quality, the highest, was sold for as much as 400 denarii per pound. Now I'm not really sure how much that actually is in our money, Um, But I'm told that, depending on its purity, it was much, much more valuable than gold. Anyway, Mary's spikenard was worth a lot more than the 30 pieces of silver that um, Judas received for betraying Jesus. And it actually shows you how each one valued Jesus. Judas didn't value him much. 30 pieces of silver will do. Whereas with Mary, she poured out this incredibly expensive ointment all of it not just a dab all of it on his head and on his feet Um, and we're told that a denarius was equivalent to one day's wage so 300 is approximately uh, a year's wage and if we go by um, the average wage in the united kingdom right now Um, I am told it's between 30 and 40,000 a year, so can you imagine the value that Mary put on Jesus? That was very, very expensive ointment. Um, And we also see that Judas was the ringleader in bullying Mary. They did, they bullied her, because John's account reveals that, um, anyway, Judas didn't care a jot about the poor. He just wanted the money because he wanted to pinch it, Um, and uh, he was Jesus's treasurer. Strangely enough, this was a very serious crime, Um, and he seemed to manage to get away with it for a very long time. And Jesus' disciples thought it was a waste. The other disciples thought it was a waste pouring this heirloom all over Jesus's head and feet. And this was only because they did not value um jesus as highly as mary did and mary had seen jesus raise her beloved brother from the dead can you imagine that your beloved brother or your father they're they are dead 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 they are they are in the grave but then along comes jesus and he raises from the dead and and brings him back to the family and her heart was overflowing without with with appreciation, with love and with worship. And the disciples were looking at the outside, you know thinking what a waste, but Jesus looked at her heart. In 1 Samuel 16:7 we see uh, we're told that God sees, not as man sees because man looks at the outside, the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So he's looking at your heart. You may feel that you fail him a thousand times, just like I do, but we come to him, we ask him to forgive us. And as it were, it's like a song, we, we, we get up, brush ourselves down and start all over again. We want to serve him. He sees your heart and what you can give because Mary did what she could do. And all God's asks of you and me is we do what we can for him. Um, And we must realize how much God loved us because it wasn't the crafty plans of the Sanhedrin or Caiaphas and the high priests that brought Jesus to his death. It was the divine plan to rescue us from death, hell and damnation that he gave his son to die for us, to take the punishment that was due to us. Jesus' punishment should have come on me god bless you it should have come on you and the result would have been complete annihilation complete separation from god for everlasting to everlasting in punishment to pay for our own sins but jesus took our sins and paid the price for them on the cross of calvary and it wasn't the religious elite who were getting rid of this deceiver but it was all part of god's divine plan to rescue us as i said from hell death, hell, and damnation. Um, And Peter on the day of Pentecost stood up and said, this was after Jesus had been raised back from the dead, Jesus was delivered up by the predeterminate counsel and foreknowledge of God. That's Acts 2, 23. From the very beginning, our wonderful Savior Jesus moved in direction of the cross, always aware that his place in God's plan was for our forgiveness and total redemption because only God could do this for us. Jesus was the perfect, sinless Son. God, God the Son. Only God could do this. And the pure and devoted love of Mary for the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's return to John's account. Um, and He's at Bethany and it tells us, look, I've got them all upside down. Um, Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus was, who'd been dead, whom he had raised. There they made him supper. Martha served. Lazarus was reclining at table with him. Then Mary took a pound of very costly, genuine spikenard, spikenard ointment and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. The pure spikenard ointment was very costly. You know, as I said before, people would just put it on a little drop at a time. You know, when you've got a very expensive um, perfume, you don't sort of take the top off and pour it all over you. It's just a tiny drop. So normally a tiny drop would be used at a time. Um, The ointment that Mary used was pure, unadulterated um, nard imported from the Himalayan mountains. And if we put Matthew, Mark and John's accounts together, we see, as I said before, Mary anointed both Jesus' head and his feet. And that's why Jesus said, she has poured this ointment on my body um, to prepare it for burial. And we see that all the disciples were extremely annoyed with this woman because they were saying, this is a waste. What was the point of this extravagant loss? Has anyone ever made you feel that you're worthless? Has anyone made you feel you're not worth a good present? You're not worth something? Well, think how Jesus must have felt when he heard his disciples saying, this waste, what a waste, putting it on him. And he didn't rebuke them, um, but he came to Mary's aid. Um, he was her protector, because they were bullying her. And we see the reason for their um, jealousy was, act- oh, sorry, the reason for their indignation was was pure and utter jealousy. Now this word jealousy is a Greek word which I'm sorry I can't pronounce properly. It's eganakteson, which will appear at the bottom of the screen, which is the Greek word for jealousy and the same word was used when um, J- uh, John and James and John's mother came to Jesus and she wanted her sons to be either side of him in his kingdom. And it says that uh, the same word, jealousy, was used for the indignation and jealousy of the rest of the disciples. I mean, uh, John and James were very much not the favourites of the Twelve by the other ten. They they managed to make their uh, displeasure known to them. And so this is their jealous indignation of Mary's outpouring for love of the Lord. Um, We read in Mark's gospel, they were actually scolding her. Um, And they were so filled with this angry, jealous rage and displeasure, they were sending her angry looks. And actually, they were giving angry, angry gestures and shaking their heads at her and their fists. And they were making extremely nasty noises to her. But Jesus saw through their false concern for the poor. He immediately put this wonderful woman under his protection by asking, why are you annoying this woman? She's done a good work. Um, what a contrast to their angry murmuring and displeasure at her extravagant outpouring of love and deep gratitude to the Lord. You know, it's good for us when we come for, before the Lord just to tell him how grateful we are. I, I, In my early days as a Christian, I came with my shopping list as if, as if God was my servant, I ask you. He was so kind and merciful and patient with me. Now I like to tell him how much I love him, how wonderful he is, um, and be so grateful. I can see, I can hear, I can speak, I can move. I've been visiting people who've had strokes. They can't move. Half half their body is paralysed and dead. And I'm so grateful. I can sit up in bed, I can do the chores. What a privilege. My, my. Anyway, let's get back to Mary. And so Mary's outpouring of deep love was such gratitude for his teachings. Jesus, can you imagine sitting at his feet and listening to him, and the miracle of raising her brother from the dead. And she wanted to show him her deep heartfelt, passionate gratitude. It's good to be passionate towards our Lord Jesus Christ. And she poured the whole condense. I mean, it must have been soaked actually. Um, and it was, it could have been an heirloom. And she'd been saving for something. She probably didn't realize what. But then at that moment she knew this is what she'd been saving that ointment for. Probably left to her by her mother. It was hers. It was hers to do what she liked with and not these bossy um, disciples to tell her what to do. Um, And as we said, it was probably worth um, 20 to 40,000 pounds. Um, And it's so important, this bit, and it might just pass us by. She dried his feet with her hair This was mean that she would have to unbind her hair in public, which was a big no-no, you don't do that. And it's only the things that prostitutes would do. But she wanted to humble herself utterly and completely and to wipe his feet with her hair. And with all the criticism and the harsh words, she would not allow them to stop her pouring out her heart in this wonderful, extravagant action. She wasn't intimidated by them. She was determined to pour out all her love. Are we intimidated by what the world thinks of our Lord Jesus Christ? We are not ashamed of the gospel. We owe him our existence. In him we live and move and have our being. I know I would not be alive today had it not been for the Lord Jesus coming into my heart and changing me and and giving me a life that's worth living. And Jesus is facing the most horrendous torture. Um, He was brutalized by the the Roman soldiers. He was brutalized um, on the cross. He he was um, scorned and the the religious people came and shook their fists at him. Um, And he was about to face this. And they are criticizing her for wasting this ointment on the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus explains to them what she has done. Again, he says, For she has poured this ointment on my body for my burial. you think the penny would drop. And there was a Jewish custom, probably still is, of honouring the dead, which is to wash and anoint the dead bodies. Um, And caring for uh, um, and burying the dead was actually more important, uh, well, it, it, prece- it, it took precedent over everything else, even over the reading of the law. Um, and we notice that Jesus knew, he expected that he would um, be executed as a criminal um, and therefore would be buried without this honoring of his dead body. Um, and criminals bodies actually were thrown in just a deep pit, quite close to where they were crucified. Um, but this woman Mary was obeying the leading of the Holy Spirit, although she may not have been aware of it. You know, sometimes when we spend time with the Lord, we're led by the Holy Spirit. We, we do and say things, good things, kind things that um, we're not aware of, but it's the leading of the Holy Spirit. And someone who has deep love and devotion for the Lord will know and perceive spiritual things that others who have less love for him would completely miss. So when Jesus died, the women, they do so want to wash his body and anoint it, uh, they couldn't because the Sabbath had occurred. Um, but Jesus had already risen from the dead, say so we can see how important it was that Mary anointed his body with this beautiful, beautiful perfume. Um, Jesus highly esteems and values love that's poured out upon him. Mary's heart was so... Oh, it was so full of love that nothing, nothing was worth sacrificing. It, it wasn't a sacrifice. It was a gift. Um, how grateful are we to the Lord for all that he has done? And are we s- willing to surrender ourselves in spirit, soul and body to him? I surrender all. I surrender all to Jesus, my precious Savior. I surrender all. Amen. In our study of the book of Revelation, I point to some of my other books, which uh, in this case, Signs in the Heavens, uh, really gives some more information about Revelation chapter 12, the woman clothed with the sun, with the 12 stars. This and many other things are covered by my Signs in the Heavens book. Also. Mount Mariah, Golgotha, and the Garden Tomb um, it talks about where Jesus died and rose again, and this also has in-time connections. And so, let me encourage you to get these books. You can get them on our website, or by phoning our church office. Thank you for watching. You can watch more of our teachings on our Oxford Bible Church Roku channel and Derek Walker YouTube channel. You're most welcome to join us at our church services, which are every Sunday at 11am and 6pm at Cheney School, Headington, Oxford, OX37QH. You can order CDs, DVDs, books, and other great products from our online shop at www.oxfordbiblechurch.co.uk or by calling 01865 515 086.